welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang. What is up to my Goalie Hacks community members, and welcome back to the show and a half few months on the podcast between December and January, breaking two consecutive all-time high monthly download records. And we are now counting down the weeks to the one-year anniversary mark. And I can't wait to share that interview with you guys for that episode. But for today, we also have just an amazing interview with one of the most well-known mental performance coaches in the goaltending space, Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy. And Pete is notorious for his lengthy work with Ingle Magazine, which I've been a, a big fan of for a long time. Um, but has also worked with goaltenders from the NHL all the way down to the minor hockey level on developing and improving their mental performance. And in this conversation, Pete dropped just some absolute fire uh, diving into you know a few uh, of his personal main concepts um, that you can start to implement in your game today to start seeing improved performance and results on the ice right away. So you guys are going to love uh, this episode, so make sure to stick around all the way to the end uh, where Pete shares two of the biggest hacks he's developed during his time coaching and consulting. And there's just tons of unreal little snippets throughout. You guys are going to want to listen to this whole thing. So, um, But today we're, we're, uh, we're going to do another uh, break from all the ads, an ad-free episode for you guys. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's conversation. I know you're going to love the chat Pete and I had today. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Goalie Hacks podcast. And today on the show, I have just another absolutely stellar interview with a world-renowned mental performance coach in the goaltending space, author of the Goalie Mindset Power Program, Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. And growing up, Pete played in goal and spent five years in the Major Junior Western Hockey League in Canada, picking up WHL All-Star uh, roster spot and, and, and back-to-back years of being named the team MVP and got drafted by the NHL uh, New Jersey Devils as well. And after his junior career in the WHL, he moved on to spend two seasons with the University of Calgary and unfortunately experienced a career-altering knee injury at the start of the CIS Championships in his second year. And after going pro the following season, spending a few years between the ECHL and the Swedish Division I Hockey League, he decided to retire after three years of professional hockey. And after working with several high-profile individuals after his playing career, which included the likes of Kelly Rudy. Uh, Grant Fuhrer, Darren Jensen, Steve Passmore, Ron Hextall. Uh, Pete decided to start Puck Masters Hockey and Goalie Training Centers. And since then, Pete has gone on to do even more amazing things, becoming a, an author, speaker, and professional goalie mindset consultant. He's worked with uh, an amazing amount of amazing goaltenders, and it couldn't be happier to have him today to chat some goalie development. Pete, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show, man. Doing well, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. It's it's exciting to be on here with you. I've heard like so many great things. You have a phenomenal podcast, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Well, well great to, to get you on here. The privilege is all mine, and, and I uh, appreciate the kind words. And I know you've done a, a ton of work with Ingold Mag over the years, and shout out to them for just consist- uh, consistently putting out great content for the goalie community. Uh, but I was actually a follower of, of Ingold Mag for quite some time, way, way back. And, and I've seen your, your work for years, man. So I love what you do. I think you're, you're easily one of the best, if not the best in, in the goalie business. Um, and just super excited to have you here, man. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love the guys at Ingle. Hutch and Kevin are, are, are phenomenal. They, they've done a good job, right? Getting uh, content out of goaltenders everywhere. And uh, you got to keep an eye on Hutch's uh, a young goaltender, Matty Hutchinson, as he evolved. I think he's a second year Bantam this year. And 
Yeah. He's, he's quite the tender. He's always around these pros right through Ingle. And yeah, uh, I met him a little bit just through uh, DMs. Actually, seems like a really nice kid. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, how have things been going during COVID so far with uh, like your goalies, your programs? Have, have there been a lot of continued disruptions? Yeah, there, there's lots of distru- uh, disruptions. Things have changed uh, significantly. You know, some of my goalie clients are in total lockdown. They can't even go on the outdoor rink. Uh, some are some are going full force. It really depends on where they live. Right. And you know, some pros I work with, they've had you know uh, their their salary cut down to to forty percent. So it really wow. really varies. And here's what I say to all of them: whether they're in full lockdown, whether they're going full force, whether they're whether they're a pro, is no matter what's happening out there you have to focus on the controllables. So you got to put a list together of things that you can control that can make right. you're a better goaltender. Cause if you are in full lockdown, it's an opportunity to get better. Whereas there's some, you know, some goalies out there are watching the news or they're getting depressed and right. all that stuff. Whereas there's some guys that are, they're working on their confidence. They're working on their concentration. They're working on all the controllables and, and they're, they're going to come out stronger and better at the end of this whole crazy COVID ordeal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish, uh, you know, you, you and your guys the best of luck, um, you know, hopefully not too many more disruptions, but I want to jump right in and maybe we can just start off uh, with your brief story, sharing your brief story and how we, we got to where we are today. Yeah, no, I, I would love to. So I was, I'm actually from uh, near where you are. I was born in Kleinberg and we're not going to go all the way through the time I was born, but I lived in Kleinberg when I was super young. I played my first two minor years of minor hockey with the Rexdale nice. Ramparts back then. And uh, my, my, my first year when I was like seven years old, my goals against average was 0.81. And it's just, <laughs> gone, it's gone up ever since. <laughs> Anyways, I still have that little, little trophy. Uh, Anyway, so so I ended up, uh, I was uh, at quite a young age when I was 15, I got a letter from the Western Hockey League. It was before they had a draft for the Western Hockey League. And I had a chance to to choose between four teams that wanted to list me. And even though I'm from Victoria, I happened to, to, chose, to choose Portland there. So I went there as a 16-year-old, had a uh, you know pretty phenomenal start as a 16-year-old. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to play that much, but I ended up playing like a lot of the the first initial games and then you know just kind of struggled mentally. One of the things that I never did or never had was a was a mental coach and I didn't really know about the mental side of the game and when I was playing I you know there was a few sports psychologists or psychologists and I don't know they just never resonated with me and, and even yeah. though the information they had was probably valuable if if if, if they don't resonate then uh, it doesn't matter. Right? It's like you can look at a textbook. You can have all the. You can have the most life changing information in it. But if it's, if it's not, you know, if 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 it's something that that is going to dry you out, so to speak, before you even start, yeah. it, it's it's hard to do. I don't know if you did. You experience the same thing? Yeah, you know what? I, I had a sports psych guy actually. Uh, you know, I mentioned before we got on that I had a, a pretty significant ankle injury my my uh, junior year in college and. And I actually had a sports guy, a sports like that was the first time I ever started working with one was like my senior year. And, and I kind of, I liked the guy a lot and I liked the content, but I think for me, what happened was, was like, I, I, you know, I think everybody's in in a different place, like mentally. And for me, I I think that I was in a a pretty good place with like every, all the systems I put into place from mental to physical before I even got there. And then 
when I introduced a sports psych, it was like I was trying to introduce too many new things and I was like overthinking everything. So I kind of faded away from it a bit. I was like, you know what? Like, I just got to get back to kind of being me. Um, so I, I understand with, with uh, not resonating with the content and, and stuff like that. It doesn't really click, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I, I should have. I should have listened. I should have. But but I, I just didn't, right? I, I just didn't. It yeah. wasn't that exciting to me. And anyway, so so I ended up uh, toiled through the Western Hockey League. I got drafted as a 19-year-old. And, uh, and yeah, I got drafted as a 19-year-old. And, and that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. And I thought we were going to be in video, so I was wearing my hat. So I wear this New Jersey Devils hat, not because I'm a New Jersey Devils fan and, and not because I was drafted by them, but I wear it as a reminder uh, that when, when, when I got drafted by them, my first thought was I don't have a chance. And I didn't train. I didn't prepare. I went to training camp. I should have at least you know, played in the American Hockey League that year and you know, worked my way up to New Jersey. But mentally, I wasn't strong. I thought of everything that, that could go wrong. I didn't see a clear picture of me playing there. And I left a lot on the table. And so my mission now when I'm working with goalies is I don't want them to leave anything at all on the table. I want them to reach their full potential. Yeah. And I truly believe that that starts with uh, some key mental foundations that, that I work with them on that they can apply and help them to go further than that, what they would have gone if they weren't applying this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into your systems and, and the work you've done, because obviously I want to dive into all that. Um, I want to kind of start off a bit more broad and, and hitting an area where sort of everyone can relate to who's listening. And, and I want to go through, you know, probably like what the hardest mental challenges that goalie face transitioning to kind of each level from minor hockey all the way to pro. So just to provide some perspective on some of the most common challenges that, that uh, you know, what everyone can expect when they get there and, and how to overcome them. So um, starting off with minor hockey, where do you think the biggest mental challenge lies for kids, uh, you know, just trying to make that transition either from A or AA to, to AAA hockey? And what's some advice you have to avoid that pitfall? Well, I, I think some of the biggest challenges are sometimes the coaches. Sometimes they, they can be the parents. Sometimes the politics. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, a lot of times I find the kids just want to play. Yeah, they do want to play on the best team, but they really just want to play. And a lot of times those situations of, let's say they don't make a team. If a parent goes right into, you know, you should have made the team. It was, yeah. then that that's how the child's going to grow up feeling that they were yeah. burnt, right. Feeling that they were burnt. Like, like I could easily said, you know, when, when I got drafted by New Jersey that, Oh, you know what? I should have made it. I should, I was better than the other goalie, but I wasn't right. I, right. I wasn't. And that doesn't help anyone. Uh, when they're focusing on politics at the same time in minor hockey and youth hockey, recognizing that there are politics everywhere you go. It doesn't matter if you're in Canada or you're in the U S or you're in Russia, there's going to be politics and there's going to be some teams that you probably are the better goalie, but you may not make it. But it, and it, it, it comes down to where do you see yourself going long-term? Are you adjusting? Are you still working on things or, you know, it's really, it, it comes down to the whole, you cannot control the wind, but you can control your sails. And and so so as far as goalies go, adjusting through the different levels of, of minor hockey, I think they, once again, it comes down to they need to focus on the controllables, right? How do I get better at my skating, my cre crease moves? Can I, can I, you know, who am I working with as far as a goalie coach? There's lots of great goalie coaches out there. And, uh, you know, goaltending has come so far so anyone i think can find a can find a goalie coach to work with them on the technical side and if there's not one in their local area 
they can find someone online to work with them on and uh, to continue to get better. I also think that they do need to work on the physical side as well too, the the, mm-hmm. the conditioning to make sure that's better. Cause as soon as someone starts to get tired, their concentration drops. But then I right. also think they, yeah. And then I think they need to work on the mental side as well too, right? That, that is key as far as the concentration, the confidence, bouncing back, all that, that key stuff there. But there, there's lots of challenges and I've, it's, it's, it's interesting, Mike, I've seen a lot, like, like I had on yeah. the, uh, uh, the goalie mindset Academy two weeks ago, uh, Fred, Freddie Brathwaite, and you, you're probably familiar with Fred and yeah. He, he had challenges going through minor hockey. He was only five foot seven, I believe. And, but there was lots of yeah. politics, but he, he was just the better goalie. He just outworked everyone. And, and so if someone is not making a team, they gotta look, they gotta take the responsibility themselves and just think, how do I use this to get better? Because if I am truly good enough, politics should not matter. If, if the goalie's out there stopping every puck, Politics shouldn't matter. Size shouldn't matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so if you look at a guy like, like a Freddie Brathwaite, not sure if you know, but he played second year peewee as a 12 year old. Then as a 13 year old, he jumped right up and played first year midget. Wow. Unbelievable. Gee, you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. He skipped Bantam. <laughs> played, you know, the, the highest team in, in midget. And uh, you think of it, it would have been easy for a coach to say, oh, you're too small or this or this. or." But uh, he, he just battled, just battled through. It. So, yeah. And, and, you know, what, what do you think about, you know, what I think about politics at that level and everything going on and, and sort of that mindset about, you know, really focusing on yourself. And that's really the key at those levels to, to keep moving up. Yeah, I think you really have to. You got to what, what I say called keep the power, right? Keep yeah. the power. Uh, don't give your power away, right? Are you are you gonna let the coach that cut you get all of your power, get all of your energy, as opposed to putting that power into how do I get better? So so it makes that coach look like like, like a dummy for for not picking. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's where you got to put the energy in. And like like I say, we all know there's politics out there, and I know we're not, not talking about junior yet, and I know we will, but I know there's a there's a coach in junior A in Ontario or a general manager or a team owner that he always keeps three goalies. And we know what it's like having three goalies on a team. He keeps yeah. three goalies because he makes more money because they're, it, you know, they have to, they have to pay a certain amount to be on the team. And, yeah. and to me, that, that should be, you know, he should be challenged by the league and not, yeah. not, uh, not be allowed to do that. Cause it's not fair to any of the three goalies to, uh, well, that's becoming a problem. Maybe we can jump into junior. That's obviously becoming a, the, the pay to play, right? Uh, it's becoming an issue. But I, I, I guess jumping to junior, maybe just tackling it from the mental side of things, right? You know, whether it be major junior, tier two, or tier three, even, you know, where do you typically see goalies struggle the most mentally when, when trying to make that transition from minor hockey to juniors? And, and what's some advice you have to overcome that challenge? Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a good, like a great topic to talk about there as far as going from minor hockey to junior. Uh, one of the challenges is going to be, they could be away from home for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's, it's not as bad now. Cause you know, you have zoom, you got all that, that, you know, you got technology now, but one of the most important things I think is when they're going to junior is who are they going to hang around with on the team? And, mm-hmm. and I think they need to know that and they need to be aware. Cause if they, if they're not aware, 
they could fall in the trap because you look at almost every team. And I remember uh, one of my clients in the past, he, he came back from NHL training camp. And I, I don't want to say his name just for confidentiality, but yeah, he, uh, he said, you know what? There's always three, three types at a, at a training camp. He goes, there's the guys that are already, they're on the team. They're on the team. They're there. There's the guys that are kind of in the middle. They really want to be there. And there's the guys that kind of don't care. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think when, when the child leaves home, to to go play he's got to make sure he's with that middle group or the top group but then also he's with with the best of the best within that group and another challenge when when they leave home is going to be alcohol and potentially drugs as well too they i think i i really think like if i could go through my career again no i never went i never touched drugs at all i never would in a million years uh But, you know, when I started to play junior hockey, and even though I came from a home where, you know, I never, never drank at all, but during junior hockey, I started to drink once in a while, right? As you know, trying to be cool to hang out with the guys. Be with the boys, right? Yeah. 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 Now, maybe things have changed a little bit, but I think, uh, you know, I I tell my clients, I tell my pros, don't go near it. Don't even, what purpose is that? Does that serve for your goalie career? It serves no purpose whatsoever. And I, I, I think they have to look at when they're going to junior hockey, I think they got to look at alcohol. Like I looked at drugs. Like I remember someone telling me when I was 13 or 14, they said, if you ever go near, near, near drugs as, as a hockey player, you get categorized and your career is over. It's done. Right. So that, that was, pow- I, I, I wish I knew who told me that I would thank them today because that, that formed my, my anti-drug belief system. Um, but I would say the same thing for alcohol. I would say, you know, if, if you go near alcohol as an athlete, when you're playing hockey, you know, word gets around and your career could be done, right? Uh, I think that, so, so that, that's one of the things. The other things as far as uh, junior going to junior is the billet home, billet family. Uh, yes. There's a lot of great billet families out there, but there is potential. Like there, that it's an uncontrollable uh, as well too. Another thing is to be up on the diet and the nutrition and the sleep and the hydration. It's funny. Those, those are simple things. And, but if you look at some of the best goalies, they are getting their nine or 10 hours sleep a night. They're, they're, they're drinking their, their big thing of water every day. Uh, they're, they're making sure that they're getting the, the, the proper nutrition, like a lot of the little things, and that can go a long way, whereas I think a lot of guys can get burnt out when they go to junior hockey and they're not taking care of those little things. The other key thing, too, is a lot of times when players go to junior, they think that they made it. Like when I went to the Western Hockey League at 16, I had quote unquote made it. I didn't make it. I was supposed to be just getting started, but I plateaued because of that. I thought your, your mindset, you, you, you kind of sat back a bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, you come out, you're you're signing autographs and stuff, <laughs> and it's really like you haven't made yeah. it. You're you're getting a check for sixty bucks every two weeks in the Western right. Hockey League. So I, I think it's just a matter of having that. That, that, was, that was back. You played in the eighties, I think. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, say that again. I couldn't hear you. I said that was sixty bucks. People are probably like, oh, 60, but that was like in the eighties, right? Mm. I don't think they make that much more now. Oh really? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's maybe a hundred bucks every two weeks. Because oh, wow. they're, they're staying at a billet family. Everything's supposed to be taken care of. But right. They're not. Uh, they're not so so uh, 
the other things adjusting to junior is I think the players, the goalies, you know, they, they need to know how to deal with the coaches as far mm-hmm. as being respectful. Uh, you know, if they're not playing, if they're not getting nice time, how do they deal with that? And, and you know, I really think you got to deal with that by being the hardest worker and you, you can not, not confront the coach, but you can tell the coach, give the coach hints like, Hey, I feel like I'm ready. If you need me, I'm ready kind of be on the coach's side, right? Sometimes they'll be confrontational and that's when they can get in the coach's bad books there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And then, uh, and then for college, you know, what do you think uh, either NCAA or CIS, you know, what, what do you think is the biggest mental challenge goalies face at those levels and, and how can they overcome that? Well, it's interesting. I got, I got a client right now that he played in the, on, played a junior in Ontario in Cornwall last year for the Cornwall Colts, I believe they're called. And then this year he's in the Nall, uh, but he just signed a scholarship with Northern Michigan and they just, they just brought him there. They literally brought him there last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We were on a mastermind last night with some other goaltenders. And one of the things, one of the big adjustments was he's got to get up early now. He's got to make sure his school is done. There's so many things to do during the day with school and hockey and to balance and it it comes down to getting the proper sleep at night so that you do have the energy to do that during the day and then the other thing the other thing as far as school goes and this this can be applied to goaltenders everywhere whether they're in college or whether they're in grade five Mm -hmm. a lot of times you know some school subjects may not seem like the most exciting subjects in fact, the ones that are the least exciting, the kind of most boring, those are the ones that can help you the most as a goalie. And oh, you think so? Explain. Yeah. So, and if you treat it like that and you look at the class like, okay, I if I can stay dialed in during this class on all the things <laughs> that's going to help me do well, believe it or not, that's going to help them stop pucks. Wow, that's such a good, because you're not interested, but you're like forcing your focus to stay concentrated, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, I see. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> that's and, sick. And that—that's a great way. I, I wish. Like, <laughs> I grew up and, I, and I went to school. Like I, I you know, I eventually I went to university, uh, but I didn't. Uh, you know, I, I went the the Western Hockey League route as opposed to the college route. Yeah. Uh, but I can remember school thinking, "Oh, this is boring," and you know, not sometimes not doing that well. But really, I should have been applying myself and just dialed right in because if you can concentrate during that class that is not so exciting, you'll be able to concentrate during a game. You know what? I love that you just said that though, eh? Like this this idea of concentration because I remember when I was younger, um, like I would I remember I had like flip phone this like 2007, six, right? A while back. And I remember I would go to the, like whenever I go to a game, I'd shut the phone off. Like I'd be like, hey, it's game time. And then I was there and I'd be dialed. And then as I got older, like obviously the technology just got crazier and crazier. Like we were using, you know, we're using like MSN, if you remember what that was, like yeah, back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. now we like got iMessage and WhatsApp and all this stuff, right? But what I noticed was as I got older, my focus was uh, like my capacity, it got like worse. And then I and then I started to realize that like I would like grab my phone, you know, like I wake up, grab my phone, I do this, grab my like it was like I always needed that that like attention kick, you know. I'm like, oh, I need, I need. The, it's like the instant gratification that that your kind of phone gives you. So, anyways, I just kind of noticed that like over the years, my focus actually got worse. Like I had to train it more deliberately, and then I saw something 
uh, actually, I've seen it plenty that apparently we have a, our, our attention span is officially less than a goldfish. I'm sure you know that, right? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. It is. As I hesitate my answer because I'm distracted. I'm just joking. I'm not distracted. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, the reason I say I, I wanted to get your input on it, you know, with, with technology, like we're, how, how important do you think that is to train that focus to deliberately practice your focus and, and kind of uh, counteract the effects that all the technology and, and our attention span is decreasing, right? Do you think that's important to do? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. In fact, one of the things that I'm doing on the Goalie Mindset Academy is that we have live concentration games four or five times a week. In fact, I just did one today at 10.30 Pacific, 1.30 Eastern. So a lot, lot, of the, lot of the goalies are in school. But, you know, we had a goalie on from the American Hockey League that, you know, could be playing in the National Hockey League in, in a month or two. Uh, we had a, a national uh, goaltender from, from, from a country that was on working on the concentration, uh, a junior goaltender on as well, and, uh, and, and a bunch of others. So it's – and, and how we work it is before the concentration game starts, we treat it like the puck's about to be dropped because – to me, when you're the best, to, to be consistent, you have to treat every puck drop the same. So uh, just to give you an example, I had a client that was in Arizona Coyotes uh, training camp and was playing super well. They, they, they had their, 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 their scrimmage. And uh, who's, a, who's a sniper on the other team? Uh, he was with the Leafs, was with Boston. Uh, Kessel. Kessel, thank you. Thank you, Phil Kessel. How can I, how can I forget? <laughs> I know. Yeah, the Leafs boss. And anyways, he's in Arizona now. And <laughs> my client client's playing well during the scrimmage. And he texts me after. And he's like, I, I, there's just one save I didn't make. It was a rocket from Kessel. So I always like to talk uh, to my clients and go dig into that situation. Because a lot of times, it's easy to say, if I had adjusted this technically, I would have stopped the puck. Um, a lot of times it may not be a technical thing. It may be more of a mental thing. And a lot of times they never look at the mental side. Um, as far as, you know, where my eyes dialed in 100% on the puck, was I fully aware of where the players were and what, what hand they were? Uh, was I 100% in the moment or was my mind on something else? So, so what we discovered was he has his, we've worked on creating a pre-face-off routine where he connects a movement to being at the exact ultimate hype level where he plays his best. He connects a movement to being at his ultimate confidence level. So he's 10 out of 10 in confidence. He connects a movement to be dialed in on the puck and the play. So he does that yeah. every face-off, before every face-off. Yet, what happened in this situation, the face-off originated down the far end, and he wasn't doing it for face-offs down the far end. So, wow. Yeah, okay. so that puck is dropped. It get gets moves up ice quickly, and he wasn't ready. He, he, yeah, he may be physically set, but he wasn't mentally set. Right, it's like pitchers; they do the right. They do yeah. their same routine before they pitch. So when we dug into that, he was behind the play a little bit, and he's like, you know, he goes, "If if I do my pre face off routine, I'm stopping Phil Kessel on that one." Wow. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's so, so the, 
the whole the, the reason I brought that up was so so on the concentration games we treat it so every time we start a game or, or like there's small segments of games during during the during the the program each time we do it it's just like getting set for a face off and then when the game is over it's got to be treated the same not not to get like when the segment of the game is over it's like the whistle going in the game and as a goalie in my opinion you got to treat every whistle the same it doesn't matter if there, there, there are two exceptions, which I'll go over in a sec, but it doesn't matter if it is a, you know, you, you make a nice save, your team gets two terrible penalties, your, your, your team gets a goal down the far end, which I don't like to say that word, your team gets one down the far end, the puck is going to play, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah. it runs you. It, it, to me, it's got to be treated the same every time. And that's where you get the consistency from, is by treating that the same. And so they have to have a post whistle routine as well too Mm. how do you craft that with them do you mind diving into that yeah for sure for sure so so with the post whistle routine you think of the whistle goes and we're we're gonna die we're gonna i know we were gonna talk about the three mental zones can i talk about that a little bit right now yeah man jump into it dude okay perfect okay so so mental zone one is actually when the whistle goes in between whistles that's mental zone one that is your rest that is like sleeping at night and you're not going to go to sleep, but as soon as the whistle goes, now you're focused on you. You're focused yeah. on your revitalizing, you're breathing deep. Maybe you're rehydrating. It's all about you building up your energy again. In mm-hmm. whistles. Now it depends on how long the whistle is. Sometimes you may only have a seven second break, a 10 second break. Sometimes you're going to get a two minute break. It, it, it's going to vary. And, and that's really what mental zone one is. So every time the whistle goes, it's the same every time. You're not thinking of, ah, oh, that was a bad penalty that Bob on defense took, right? Right. <laughs> you're, you're not thinking of that. Or I can't believe, you know, Bill missed the open net down the far end. We would have been up by one. Ah, uh, the, the mental pitfalls, right? Yeah. Love it. The, the mental pitfall. So it's the same every time. You really don't care. You don't care. Like you almost don't care what's happening. Mm-hmm. Out there, right? You can't. Underreact. I like to use the word underreact. Yeah. You, you underreact. You underreact. And, and, and then when the puck's getting ready to be dropped, that's when you go from mental zone one to mental zone two, where now you're getting into your dialed in on where the puck is about to be dropped and where the players are, who's on the ice, what hands are they. What, what are some kind of potentials that could happen once the, the puck is dropped? And that, that's really mental zone two. And then the key is to stay in that mental zone two, dialed right in. Even if your team has full control, that's where goalies go wrong on the mental side. Their, their team will have full control and they're... They're, they're, they're coming out of their, their dialed in zone. Like they're, 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 they're coming out of it briefly. And then there's a giveaway. And once again, they're not set, whether it's physically or mentally. I remember goalie calling me after a game in the American hockey league. He's like, he's like, we're, we're in overtime. I was getting ready for the shootout there. There's 10 seconds left. Our D man has a puck behind the net and he decides to go through the middle, gives it away. They get a, they get a short term two on one from the blue line. Bang, bang, bang. I didn't make the save. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, your, your, your mind was in the shootout. Yeah. You right. weren't, you weren't in the moment, right? I'm not saying that. And, and it's not saying to, 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 
to blame yourself yet take responsibility and and look at how what can I tweak? What can I continue to adjust? So, so mental zone two is being dialed right in. And then mental zone three is when your team has a puck. And I say from the far blue line in, they have full control, but it can be different for everyone. Your team has full control. And that's when you go to 80, 20, 80% yeah. just relax, maybe revitalizing 20% aware of what's happening. Uh, ready for a quick turnover. Hmm. Right. Always got to be ready, right? Yeah, it, exactly. Um, I, I've had a lot, I've had goalies where, the, the the pucks behind their net, their demon has full control. Uh, a, okay. winger, a winger sweeps in, steals the puck, does a quick wrap around, and it's in. <laughs> <That's> it. <laughs> and the goalie's like, "Well, I, I came out of mental zone too. I was relaxed." All right, and very so, cool. I like this these thresholds. I haven't heard this before. This is sick. Yeah, it, it, it's a great structure, and I combine this with the with the athlete mindset compared to the fan mindset. Uh, and so, so can, can I talk a little bit about that now? I think this, this will be helpful for your goalies. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into that for sure. Okay. Perfect. So, so here's how the, let's, let's talk about the fan mindset work. Can you remember, uh, you've probably seen it on YouTube, Patrick Steffen playing for the Dallas stars and he's on a breakaway on an empty net. They are, yeah. They're up by one over the Edmonton Oilers and he's got a breakaway on an empty net. He gets to the crease and there's, there's this weird bump in the ice. So the, the puck hits this bump, and he just wants to push it in the net. People are like, oh, that Patrick Steffen, it was bad. It was all his fault. And, but but really, he, he was taking the safe way to push it in the net. The puck yeah. hits a bump. He, like, freaks out. I think he went in the fan mindset thinking we already won this game. He, he, he stumbles, and he falls, and the puck doesn't go in the net. It goes wide, and Edmonton player picks up the puck. Everyone on Dallas is in the fan mindset thinking he's going to score. He's going to score. He's going to score. Like, like uh, we're going to celebrate. So th- they're already relaxed. They're already relaxed. And that puck is turned over. The Edmonton D-man picks up the puck deep behind the goal line, feeds it up uh, a quick yeah. pass just before center. I think that guy makes a pass to the other side. That player sweeps in and scores on, on Marty Turco. And it, it goes into overtime. Everyone. I, I forget. I don't know if Dallas came back and won or if Edmonton won at, at the end of the game there. Yet, if they just had remained or if one player had remained in the athlete mindset, uh, Edmonton would not have tied it up. Yeah, that, that, that clip's pretty uh, – that's gone viral. That's a very viral clip. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is. So if you can imagine when, when you played – and I'm not sure if you were like me at all, but when I was playing, I had no idea about this stuff. So I would be in the fan mindset the whole game. Uh, I, I Number one is I would be looking at the clock all the time. Okay, there's 15 minutes left. Uh, 14 minutes and 55 seconds left. Man, that time is going slow, right? That, I'd, be, I'd be looking at the clock. And then the next is I would be, when my defenseman would have the puck, he'd be like, get it out, get it out, get it out, get it out. And then when we'd have the puck down the far end, I would be, I may not be yelling, but I'd be thinking in my mind, if they got the puck, I'd be thinking, check them. Or if our team was down the far end, I was thinking, bury it, bury it, bury it. Yeah. And then if they didn't bury it, I would kind of, I'd be up and down like a little bit of a roller coaster. And so I was, you might as well just taken a fan out of his seat in the stands and put him in the net because that's exactly how I was, right? And and if you think of how a fan watches a game and how they react, right? As an athlete. Uh, I see. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So as an athlete, you cannot act like a fan acts. You gotta act like an athlete acts. Whereas when your team and, and uh, a Beck, I'll, I'll, I'm sure he wouldn't mind me me saying his name here. Beck is phenomenal. He played for Tri Cities in the uh, Western Hockey League. He broke uh, the single season save record. You know, he would get wow. 50, 60 shots a game. They play against Carter Hart and and Everett and. You know, Everett would outshoot Tri Cities like sixty to fifteen, and it'd be two to one for 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 Everett. And Beck was just phenomenal, like just 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 phenomenal. Anyways, he's he's now with Carolina's organization with the with the Chicago Wolves. And so back in in the when he's playing the Western Hockey League, they're playing against Spokane, and Spokane was a stronger team than Tri Cities. Tri Cities is up two to one, and. Spokane, or, yeah, Spokane pulls their goalie. And so Tri-Cities breaks out of their end. They get to the, the, the blue line, the red line, the far blue line. Their player gets a puck, like around the top of the circles, fires it on the empty net, hits a crossbar, bounces out. Spokane comes back, and Beck, Beck shuts him down, makes a save. Tri-Cities wins 2-1. to one. So when Beck called me after the game, my, my first question was, were you in the athlete mindset when your player had the empty net down the far end? And he's like a hundred percent. I was thinking, turn it over, turn it over. I'm ready. Turn it over. I'm ready. Right. Whereas it back in the day, I would have been like, yes, I would have my hands up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> the premature Sally. <laughs> and, and then the puck would be turned over. They come down and, and I wouldn't make the save, and I would blame it on the forward who missed, right? Ah, nice. You, you got to remain in that that athlete mindset. It's such a such a key thing. And there's lots of situations like when your team gets a penalty, you got to be like, "Yes, we got a penalty." Your team takes two penalties. Yes, a gr- great example of the the athlete mindset. Not sure if you watch. Did you watch Austria at all in the World Juniors? No, not in particular. Every Canadian American, like, did you watch Austria? They're like, why would I watch Austria? <laughs> because of their goaltender. Because of their goaltender. I really think he was the best goaltender in the tournament. I'm not taking anything away from Devon Levi or the American goalie. They were both phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sebastian had 60, 65, 70 shots a game, and they were all point blank, two on ones, two on O's. And if you watch his body language, we had three main goals during that, that tournament. Number one was for him to be the most confident person on the ice. That's a controllable, right? You, you can create your confidence. We worked on that. So he, his number one target was to be the most confident player on the ice no matter what. The number two was to be the most dialed in on the puck and the play. That's a controllable no matter what happens out there. And then the third you know, knowing full well that playing for Austria, who's only ever gotten a point in the World Juniors, that there's a chance he might not make a save, right? In the, and so the third target was powerful bounce back. If he didn't make a save, powerful bounce back. And th- there's lots, there's lots out there about forgetting about it, having a short memory, right? Yet the the, the brain is the brain, and Sometimes, even though you want to forget it, it can still be like if I if I say, "Don't think of a pink polka dot elephant." Mm-hmm. You, you say it three times. That's all you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Okay, forget about that. Forget about. Well, it's still there. 
So there's exercises right. you can do. Like imagine it's like a bag of dog poop. Of course, you know, your dog poops, you pick it up. The first thing you want to do is you want to get rid of it. You don't want to carry it with you during, you know, the. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to pocket that, right? Yeah, exactly. You don't want to pocket it. So, so why would you carry dog poop with you the whole game? You don't want to. Yet, if you picture a powerful bounce back, and I think of, I think of Dylan Ferguson. He, he's he's with Vegas in the the um, the Silver Knights in the American Hockey League right now. Yeah. When he's playing with the Kamloops Blazers, they're playing against Skinner, who just had his his uh, uh, first NHL start for for Edmonton. And uh, uh, Dylan didn't come up with a save, and you could see him after he like hits like both posts skates to the top of his crease. He, he looked like a beast out there. And it's, yeah. he's just, you know, he powerful bounce back. He was ready. He was ready to make the next save. And, and that, that was the thir- third objective for, for Sebastian in the, in the world juniors there was that powerful yeah. bounce back, but watch the highlights. I got a, a little YouTube video. I'll also send you of them. It, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, I'll also, uh, once you send that over, I'll include that in the show notes for, for everybody listening. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it kind of leads me into, you know, my next questions. Obviously, we're talking a lot about your concepts. Um, I love them. Love, love how you articulate them. They're, they're really resonating with me. It's something that I think that you, you kind of learn in like a different, it's, it's in your own head, you kind of frame it a little differently, but you really articulate it well. Um, but I know you've written a couple books and, and developed a 30-day mindset series to, you know, significantly improve mental performance. But maybe you can just detail, you know, what are what are the main pillars of your mental performance philosophy that, that goalies require in order to be successful? And and uh, maybe you can break down uh, each and, and then we'll dive a, a little deeper into each. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Uh, and first thing I'm going to talk about is going to have nothing to do with a game. Maybe, maybe it will, but, but it's really more about their goalie career. And I'm talking even if they're a, they're a peewee goalie, a bantam goalie, a midget goalie, a junior, a college, a major junior, or a National Hockey League goaltender, is what is that vision that you have for yourself? And this is something I never had when I played. Is what is that vision of yourself as a goaltender? Where do you see yourself in the future? Where and, and I always phrase it like if you could play anywhere at all, where would you want to play? In fact, I, I remember working with a goaltender – and he, his name was Jordy Watt. This was way back in the late 1990s, I believe. And uh, Jordy didn't start playing until he was 14. Never played one game of rep hockey in his life. Like he said, he tried out. He was from Comox, but he tried out for midget tryouts in, uh, in Kamloops. He said the coach literally laughed him off the ice, right? So, so the first thing we sat down and it was like, if you could play anywhere at all, where would you want to play? And I think he was 17 at the time. He wrote down like junior B. I'm like, that's fine. If you want to play junior B, if that's what excites you, he's like, well, no, I'd rather play junior A. Okay. That's it. That's what excites you. He's like, no, I, I don't think I can, but I want to play in the Western hockey league. So, so I always say, think bigger, Th- like, like mm-hmm. think bigger, think bigger, think bigger. Uh, we are, so have that big vision for yourself. There, there was a study done. There's a, there was a study done on, on a, on an ad in a newspaper and there was that ad was for a job. And so, so, so they posted the job in a newspaper. This is like a long time ago. They posted this job in the newspaper. They, they listed out what the details were of the job. And then they had the, the salary, how much it would pay yeah. right beside it. This is done in an experiment right beside it. And then like the jobs or the help wanted section right beside that was the exact same ad 
everything was the same, except the pay was 10 times higher in the second one. And, and so, so they, they put that in the paper, they waited for responses. And do you know that approximately 10 times more people applied for the job that paid 10 times less? Really? Even though it was exactly the same. Wow. And, and so, so the lesson there is by human nature or by society or, or some way, like, like humans... A lot of times, most of them, not everyone, but most of them think lesser of themselves than they really are. Right. right. And so I, I think I think you got to think big. So so, for example, uh, with 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 my goaltenders, one of the things I get them to do is I get them to get a picture of where they want to play in the future. With with Dylan Ferguson, he was a backup goalie for the Kamloops Blazers. And so he got a clear picture. I'm like, well, where, where do you want to play? Where do you want to play? And, and when, when we started working together. And so, so he, got a, he got a picture uh, and he did it on Snapchat. He took a picture of Carey Price and he put his, his head on it, his mask on it. <laughs> I, I, should, I, should, I should send it to you. I should show it to you. It's pretty cool. I'd have to ask Dylan first if he would mind. I don't think he would mind, but I'd have to ask him. Um, okay. Mind me sharing the story. Um, but I don't, I don't think he would. Anyway, so, so the reason for that, the reason for that is to get a clear picture for the brain because the brain doesn't know what is real and what is not real. Right. And, and so because of that, you have to give it clear pictures of where you want to go. And so, so that's what he did. So even though he was a backup in Kamloops and he was playing one out of seven or one out of eight games, uh, we strategized and we're like, well, what if, what if you ask Don, Hey, Don's a legend coach, like unbelievable coach. He's, he's one of the winningest coaches in the Western Hockey League. And he's like, why don't you ask uh, Don, just say, Hey, you know, I feel like I'm ready. Like don't pressure him. Just say, Hey, I feel I'm ready. I feel like I can go in and get us some wins and stuff. So he goes and he tells Don, Hey, that and Don, Hey, literally looks at him and goes, it's Connor Ingram. Cause that was the other goalie. He goes, the other yeah. goalie is Connor Ingram. Are you nuts? Anyways. So, so Connor goes to the world juniors in December Dylan wins Western Hockey League goalie of the month in December. Like Lily goes out there, wins it, and uh, you know, gets drafted that year to Dallas. They flip him to Vegas. And, you know, he he's I think within like three, four months, he won the first uh, their first exhibition game against the Canucks in Vancouver. I saw wow. his dad in the game, and then he he got in a game against Edmonton that, that season, and now he's you know, he, he first year pro last year, so now he's he's uh, he's on track now. Um, so, so the first one, the first pillar is how, what's that vision? Where are you, where do you want to play? Right. Have that. And and you have to look at it every morning, every night. It's got to be clear that that's number one. Number two is confidence. Yeah. To me, uh, like I'll, I'll ask goalies, I'll say what, what percentage of your success is mental? They'll say 80 or 90. Right. And I'm like, even if it was only 25, that's still a huge amount. You got to work on it. And I'll say, what percentage of the mental is confidence? And they'll say, well, probably 80 or 90. It's a big part. Right. You know, when you played, if if you weren't feeling confident, it's going to affect your play out there. Oh, if you don't think you can stop it, you already lost. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And, and when I played, if I made a couple saves, I felt I was the best goalie in the world. If I didn't, I felt I was the worst. So I didn't have any control of my confidence. It came from external. 
So what, what I work with goalies on is, cre- is creating confidence internally through how they move and what they focus on so that in any situation they can become confident. And, and that was Sebastian out there during the world juniors in any situation that they, they can be hundred percent confident. So I know on the, the goalie mindset Academy, there's like a morning routine for confidence. They, they work in and out of confidence. There's one at nighttime that they go through so that when it comes time to a game, it's natural. It's just like breathing to be able to get into the confidence there. So that's the second pillar would be confidence. Yeah. The third one is visualization and, and yeah. powerful visualizations. Some people call it imagery. I just like the word visualization, but you got to add the feelings in there and, and also endpoint visualization. A lot of, a lot of people don't know about endpoint visualization. So you see yourself in a game at the end of the game, players coming off the bench to congratulate you. And then you, you back it up. You see yourself making a glove save and you, you know, you actually feel it. You feel the, right. you, you hear the sounds of that puck hitting you. And so that, that's the, the next one is visualization, not just for a game, but also in practice. And uh, have you ever heard of the, the, the University of Chicago basketball study? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, you'll love this. You will love this. You're going to go, why, <laughs> why didn't I know about this when I played? That's what I said when I heard of this. Was We did a study at University of Chicago. Dr. Biasato, I believe was his name. And they basically took three groups of, of basketball players. They measured their oh, free throws. Yes, yes. I have heard it, but explain it to everybody listening. Yeah, yeah. So so they divide up the three groups. The third group did nothing, so nothing really changed. But the first group was actually told to practice their free throws every day for 30 days. So they practiced, and they, they got 24% better. The second group was told, you can't go near a basketball. You can't go near a basketball court. I want you to visualize those free throws every day for 30 days. And that's what they did. And they got 23% better just through visualizing. Wow. So, so, so 23 to 24. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh my goodness. So, so here, here's where the power comes in. Here's where the power comes in is I'm telling this story in Vancouver and at, at a goalie camp there. And Ron is the, uh, the guy running the, the goalie school. And so I'm telling it and Ron is like, this is unbelievable. He goes, it makes sense now. Cause I, I cause Ron goes, when, when Carey Price, Price played for Tri-Cities, Ron was his goalie coach. And mm. so Ron said, normally when I'm working with goalies and, and you know, they, they lose 6-2 or 7-4, 7-2, whatever that is. And I go, how do you think you did? And they're usually super down and they're beating up on themselves saying, you know, I should have saved that. I wasn't on tonight and this. He goes, Ron said, when I would ask Carey after a game, that they lost 7-2, how did you do? He would go into, well, you know, I made this nice glove save. I made this breakaway save. And he would talk about all the things he did well. Right. And so if you think of that 23% rule, and one of the things I say is every word that is said forms a picture in your head and your mind will move towards those pictures. So after every game, Think of it, seven, seven, maybe a goalie plays, uh, starting goalie plays 50 games in a year. After every game, he's getting that 23% better, whereas all the other goalies in the league, a lot of games are getting 23% worse. Mm-hmm. So, so that can be, be applied after a game, but it can be applied before a game. It can be applied before practice, after practice. It's all, you have to, to me, see it to be it. 
And you have to really work that visualization into, into what you're doing. It, it is, it is key. It is key. And once you get it going, once you're on a roll with it, it's like any other skill you get better. You get, you, you have to treat visualization just like you treat the reverse VH or breakaway. Yeah. Um, so that would be the third pillar. And then the fourth one would be concentration. I think that's super important. I think nowadays you have to work on your concentration and, so we do a lot of different concentration games with the goaltenders and, and, you know, create distracting situations. And just so that when they're in a game, if, if they practice their concentration, it'll be so much easier to do it. And, and, and for everyone listening here, here, here's a simple concentration exercise. And it, it could also be called mindfulness, I guess, is when you're, when you're brushing your teeth, just brush your teeth. That's it. Like just <laughs> when you're brush your in other words don't be thinking about what you're going to do today what you're going to have for breakfast what's going on right be in the moment yeah feel the toothpaste in your mouth and actually who told me that was a uh, uh a sports psychologist over in europe where we had a great chat and my I, I wish i could remember the name i would give him credit for that but i'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense when you're brushing your teeth just brush your teeth be in the mm -hmm. moment be in the moment 100 mm -hmm. yeah. um and kind of, I just want to dive into obviously a big one is confidence, like you said, right? Uh, and and I, I believe that too. I, I you know, um, you see it like you, you know, how does the small guy make it over the big guy, and how does this X guy make it over Y? So much stuff is, and and obviously, you know, um, you're you're well into it, but uh, success is in the goaltending position is so much of it is derived from from just your mindset and your confidence building that. So. I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with building that confidence. So I want to kind of dive into that. Maybe you can just kind of explain how you go about explaining to, and articulating to your guys. What do you do to build that? Uh, and how do you approach that, that, uh, that idea? Well, specifically for, for, for confidence, here, here's what I do there is I really go over with them. The, the, the two main factors to create it. And one is, how they move and two is what they focus on, right? Mm. Think how you move, what you focus on. So right now as you're, and anyone that's listening can do this right now. And, and Mike, I, I challenge you to try this. I don't know if you want to try sure. this. Right now as you're standing there, uh, imagine you're looking at someone who's not very confident. How are they moving, right? Their shoulders are probably going to be slouched forward. They're looking down at the ground. And and when you do that, you, it's, it's easy to... All of a sudden, you, you feel differently. Your facial muscles droop. You're, you're breathing, you know, shallow. Mm. And, and and imagine, you know, run a couple movies, not too many, but run movies of maybe failing or, you know, not doing well and things like that. All of a sudden, you don't feel that good, right? Mm. But you you created that. You created. So now, change it. Like now just stand stand up tall, shoulders back chin up, raise your, like smile, raise your facial muscles, raise your eyebrows, look right up at the ceiling and imagine yourself making a glove save, a blocker save, a breakaway save, save after save again and again, feeling like you can stop every puck, feeling like you can make every save. All of a sudden you're feeling unstoppable. You're feeling like, like you can make every save, like you can stop every puck. Just from how you move and what you focus on. Now we just did it once. We just did it real quickly. A lot of times I'll, I'll take them in and out of confidence again and again and again and again and again and again. 
but then it's got to it's got to be practiced consistently as well too. I'll also use something called anchoring with the goaltenders, where I'll get them in a peak. You, you, I'll get them in a peak state of confidence, and then they will do some type of movement so that when they need that confidence back, they do that movement, and boom, the confidence comes back. Right? Mm. So it anchors it in, just like like Pavlov's dogs. Like I've we I have a one and a half year old Catahoula hound dog, which looks a little bit like a Rottweiler, and. <laughs> You know, we, we haven't really trained him that well. So I was just speaking to a, a police dog trainer and he's like, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. He's like, you almost got to starve your dog for like a day and then you have a treat and then you, you connect words to him. Right. So I have right. starving him just so you know, but I fed him a little bit less and then, <laughs> and then I'll have him. Services. Yeah. And then, so I'm trying to get him to do, to do uh, three <laughs> words. One is sit. So he'll, and then, then I'll say stay as I walk away while I'm holding the treat. And third is come. And and boom, then I'll give them then I'll give them the treat, right? So I'm anchoring those. So eventually, the the food and the words get anchored, and then you can take the food away and just use the words. So with goalies, the confidence, like get, getting to that peak state of confidence and that movement, get anchored together. So eventually, you can just do that movement and you'll feel that peak state of confidence. Mm, love that, man. Well, I want to dive into your 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 two books, uh, Goalie Mindset Secrets and Ninety Percent Mental. Um, all links for the books will be available in the show notes also for everyone listening that, that wants to go check them out and purchase them. But maybe we can just start with your first book and maybe you can just detail us, you know, the two or three most important concepts the book dives into, um, you know, uh, into detail about why they're so important um, or, or as we like to call the best goalie hacks from the book. Sure. Yeah, you got it. So, so the first one was written God, a long time ago and it's really just an audiobook book version called 90% Mental and that was done with a uh, a friend of mine, Vic Lindu, who's Vic Lindell, who is Canada's former national volleyball team coach from a long, long time ago, and first taught me the concept of endpoint visualization. And so, uh, we did a book called Ninety Percent Mental, and we had uh, some really good guests on. Like Jamie Ben uh, was on it, and he talked about uh, I think it was the importance of who you hang around with. Uh, I don't know if you remember a goalie named Darren Jensen. He played the very first game after Pelly Limberg uh, uh, passed away there for for the Philadelphia. Yeah. Flyers. He had he had a great story on persistence, right? He had, he had to persist a lot uh, when he was growing up. So so that's ninety percent mental. That that that's a great one. And then the goalie specific one is is goalie mindset secrets, which I really like because once again, if you look at a big thick book, it could have great information in it, but sometimes it's it's hard to get that information. So if you if you look at goalie mindset secrets, it's a smaller book. The letters are fairly big. It's a simple read. Any goalie can read it, whether they are a pro or whether they're a 10-year-old. It's a simple read. It covers a lot of the, the key concepts we talked about today, the visualization, the, the confidence, and the vision uh, is, is well, too. So that, that, that's a really good one. And I'd be happy to, to give you a book to give away if you want or, or the audiobook version as well or one or the other for sure. And yeah, that'd be great, man. We uh, we do a giveaway on the show every month, so we we would love that for everybody listening. If you want to enter into the giveaway, just stick around to the end of the episode, and and all the details on how to enter our monthly giveaway will be there. And then uh, Pete and I will connect and, and we'll give some books away, man. That'd be awesome, dude. Perfect. Love to. Love to. Love to. Uh, right on, man. Fantastic. And then I guess the other one would be the the, the program goalie mindset power the thirty day program for goalies. That's a great one to do. That covers not only in game stuff but career stuff for a goaltender as well too. And mm. 
It's what do you uh, mean by career stuff? Just uh, like making your way to the next level, dealing with politics, career de- decisions, yeah, stuff like that. It'll have stuff like like work, working with your 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 belief system. Uh, mm. so that you adapt like a pro goalie type beliefs when you're going through that, and also you know working on your works on your confidence in there. Works on you know doing a, a career planning session, a season planning session. Uh, it's got visualizations to do on the weekend and affirmations to listen to at nighttime as well too. So it really encompasses all the key mental aspects for a goaltender. It's done in a 30 day day program where there's an audio for every day and there's a workbook as well too. So it reinforces it. And, you know, people, I I have, you know, I know pros that do that program three, four times a year consistently on an ongoing basis. Yeah, do you mind maybe diving into sort of that, maybe give us a little snippet from the book in terms of developing that that pro mindset, that belief system like you're talking about right now? Yeah, for sure. So so as, as far as the as far as the belief systems go, if you imagine if you imagine a chair, right? Imagine like a, a chair with four legs. And if you take the four legs off, of course the chair is gonna fall. But imagine that that seat on the chair, that is a belief. So for example, for me. One of my beliefs early on was that drugs are evil, right? Very yeah. bad. Stay away. Don't go near them at all. And, and and the legs, the legs underneath the chair, those are the references that you put towards. And the references form the belief. So if you get enough references, people will, will believe whatever it is based on the references. And so for me, the reference was when someone told me that if you ever go near drugs, hockey career will be done. So that was a, that was like the four legs under the chair right there. That reference was so powerful. I'm sure I had some other ones as well, too. I saw some people that had done drugs and they were kind of messed up, right? So I had enough references to form that belief that, uh, you know, to, to, to never go near drugs ever whatsoever. Now, you can also, I also had references for uh, that it was very difficult to play in the National Hockey League. I heard so many people, some good hockey people say the chances are really slim and none. What are the chances? No one makes it. Every time I heard that, that was another chair underneath the seat. Or sorry, another leg underneath the seat was held up that belief of it's very difficult to make it. Whereas um, I did a, a seminar with Carrie Price's dad and and I asked him, I said, when do you think Carrie thought he would play in the NHL? And he's like, I think he goes probably when he was about five years old. And, and so then I asked him about references Right. What are some of the references that you think he may have thought that? And he said, well, you know, he uh, I, I like meaning Jerry, Jerry, his dad, super nice guy. He, he played pro. Right. So he's like, well, I played pro. Uh, we have some cousins that played pro as well, too. And I just just think being around that, you know, it's not a genetic thing that he thought he would that he had that belief. It was just a, a reference thing. Right. So he just had those references. And, you know, it's amazing to me, you will walk into the picture you hold of yourself and those beliefs will help form those pictures. So if you think you, it's just like Henry Ford said, right? If you think you can, you can. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. If you think you can't, you're right. Right. Um, said, uh, what do you say? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, love that. I love that quote, man. It resonates so hard with me. Yep. So true. So true. And, and that, that, that determines, know how hard someone will work for something as well if they believe that the reward's going to be there and they are going to be in that position they will probably work 10 times harder than if they believe that the reward will not be there at the end 
So if people don't have sort of these legs that you're, you're talking about, which is kind of like a, an affirmation, you know, uh, solidifying that belief, how can they sort of like, because even people who are a little, maybe even a little later in their careers, right? How can they kind of change their beliefs or improve their belief system? Um, well, one of the things that I think is so important and super important is people, right? It is people that you, that you surround yourself with, that, that you hang around with or, you know, Things like listening to listening to your podcast, I think would would help them tremendously. Um, you know, when, when I do when I do the the goalie uh, mindset academy every week, I, I usually have a guest on. Uh, you know, whether it is uh, uh, Freddie Brathwaite, right, talking about you know his journey and some things he overcame to to get to the National yeah. Hockey League, or you know, next week Darren Jensen's on. Uh, or having, you know, I've had some really good NHL scouts on as well too. And uh, I think it's just a matter of just, just getting around those people. And nowadays with technology, it doesn't have to be face to face. It could just be on a, a like, like a podcast, like, like you have, it could be on a, a webinar that, that, that I do uh, something, something like that, which will help formulate those, those beliefs. And at the same time, I think parents need to, let without pushing, without pushing their, their, their goaltenders, let them dream, right? Let them dream. Never, never, ever burst a bubble, right? Mm. All we always let them dream. I think that that's pretty key there. There's a good scene in uh, what's that movie with Will Smith, where uh, his son is shooting some basketball hoops. Pursuit of happiness. There you go. Yeah. You know, the scene. So, so watch pursuit of happiness. There's a great scene right at the start where his dad bursts his son bubble. Then he makes up for it with what, what he. What yeah. He, what, yeah. Right. Well, it, it, your, your paradigm is sort of what you're referring to is basically molded by the closest people around you. I think, uh, you know, and I don't know if you know this quote, but Jim Rohn who's a, a personal development coach. He said, you're the product of the five people you hang out with the most. Um, and those things will mold your beliefs, will mold your paradigm, and, which is basically what you're talking about, right? hundred percent. Yep. For sure. And then, I know that we had briefly talked about the, you know, minor pro to the national hockey league and, and, you know, what, what are some challenges that, that the guys may face there? Yeah. So, so one of the big things that I think they face is the, I call it the, the flea scenario. You, you know what a flea is, right? What level are you referring to? Like all levels, the whole spectrum or like the NHL? I'm saying, I, I'm thinking now more minor pro, like say the, the okay. East Coast or the American Hockey League yeah. or the SP to the National Hockey League. Yeah. And uh, I would say the flea. So so you, you know what a flea is? Like you get fleas on pets of and dogs and stuff. Not not everyone. As some people are like, what's a flea? Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it must not have pets, I guess, then, huh? Exactly. So, so, so a flea can jump really high, like. So like, I don't know how many times it's, it's uh, body size, like super high. But if you put it in a, in a, in a small jar and, and you put a lid on it, the flea will hit its head once. And then you take the lid off and you never have to put it on again. It'll never jump out of that jar. Mm. Never jump higher than that. And I, I think what happens sometimes is, you know, some guys will hit their heads, so to speak, a few times. And, you know, they'll be told they're, they're not good enough or, yeah. you know, the contract situation, uh, things like that. And they will, uh, they'll, they'll be like the flea. They, they won't attempt to jump any higher, right? I've, 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 I can go back 
30 years to, to you know, to goalie that, that was in the Canucks organization back then, was all excited. And six months later, he's like, nah, nah, it was just contracts. I'm never going to play. Uh, I'm like, and it just, wow. yeah, yeah. As a condition like that, you start believing that, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they totally believe it. I'm, and, and I'm not saying that, that it's easy that it's going to be laid out to them. Because there are a lot, a lot of doubters out there, no, no, no matter what. But to me, what's most important is what that pitcher is in that goalie's head, what that goalie thinks of, of, of his or her career and where they're going. And they, they may have to continually prove people wrong, but that's the exciting part about being an athlete. There's, there's lots of people that don't get to do that. They just have their regular day jobs and, they don't get to do what these athletes get to do. So I think, I really think that, and, you know, you, you, you get more of, you get more of what you focus on, right? So the more grateful that they, they can be, that they have the opportunity, you know, and keep that picture clear and keep going, the more success they're going to have. Yeah, I like that word grateful. Do you mind maybe just diving into that a little bit, like how expressing gratitude can have a positive impact in your career? Uh, yeah, 100%. Expressing gratitude is is critical. And I go back to the 23% rule, right? The University of Chicago study. When we are grateful, we are almost reimagining things that we already have or great people that we have in our lives. And by doing that, we tend to attract more of that. It's just the law, right? We will, we will attract more of that. So, so that, that's, law of attraction. yeah, law of attraction. That's just like after a game, you know, uh, Maybe, maybe you lost seven to three, but you made 43 saves. So now you're running the movie of those 43 saves you made over and over and over again. Yeah. And you're, you're going to get more of that as opposed to just running the movie of those seven. Now, there's nothing wrong with running the movies, those seven saves you didn't make, but you just got to run it and see yourself making those saves. Yes, correct. Right. Correct. All right, so basically everything you're kind of saying with, you know, you talk about this idea of, you know, you, you know, whether you think you can, you can't, you're right. And it's this idea that the images that you think about in your head or the thoughts and the words and everything create images that imprint on your subconscious mind. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. Yep. hundred percent. Maybe you can just articulate that to everybody. Um, because obviously nobody's psychologist, something I have tuned into quite significantly for a long time that the, the power of your subconscious mind and planting positive seeds and positive self-talk. And I know that you're actually a big guy on that too. I saw from the, some of the content I went through, um, but maybe you can articulate that to people like the, the um, what do you call it? The, the feedback loop that goes on between your subconscious mind, your actions, your thoughts, and then, and then blah, blah, blah. It goes in a whole circle, right? It's like a, you know, a, a feedback loop. Maybe you can explain that loop and, and to show people like where they go wrong in that loop. Totally, totally. Okay, it makes sense. Lee Poulos was, uh, took the Edmonton Oilers through visualizations in the 1980s when, you know, they had Gretzky, Messier, Grant Fuhrer. Some people may not even heard of the, these players. I think everyone's heard of Gretzky, uh, Yari Curry. Uh, they were, oh, the Oilers won four Stanley Cups, I think, during mm-hmm. that time. And, and I know who they are, but some of our, mis- or our listeners might be uh, way before their time. <laughs> like, what the heck are you talking about? And <laughs> my, my, my point is, like, Lee was, a, he was an early mentor of mine, and uh, he yeah. lived in Vancouver, and him and his brothers founded the old spaghetti factories. Uh, yes. and, and, and anyways, so one of the things Lee said was, 
when I first walked in to talk to the Edmonton Oilers, I gave them all notepads and pens and asked them to take notes. What I'm going to say is important is what he said. And he goes, guess who took the most notes of anyone there? Who, who do you think? Who do you think? Oh, the goalie. Nope. Gretzky. Oh. <laughs> Gretzky <laughs> took the most notes of anyone there. Right. You caught me off guard. Okay, yeah, there we go. Okay, you're over one. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> so, the other thing that, that Lee taught me is he said, we have, and then I've kind of I, I've I've taken it in a way that is very easy to understand, right? That that is the very very simple to, to understand, I think, for people. He said, you have your your conscious, your critical mind and your subconscious mind. Your conscious critical mind has a power of a golf ball. That's the mind that we use when we go to school, when we learn. That that you know is the power of a golf ball. Whereas your, your subconscious mind has the power of the biggest stadium where you live. The big, mm. So think of where the, the football team plays or the hockey team where you live. That's a power of your subconscious mind. And think of this. You, you, you can go to watch a scary movie, right? You're going to watch this scary movie and you, and your, 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 your critical mind can say all at once that this movie is fake. It is actors. It is not real, right? It's fake. It's actors. It's not real. Mm-hmm. No need to be scared. It's fake. But then all of a sudden you're watching the movie. And even though your critical mind is still saying this is fake. This is actors. It's not real. You know, it gets a little darker, the music, all of a sudden you got some scary music and some guy in the background jumps out of somewhere with a knife or something like that. And you're, you're jumping back in your chair and you're like, whoa, 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 this is fake. This is actors. This is not real. But your subconscious overpowers it. hundred uh-huh. percent. And that's why you're jumping back. And so the mind, the subconscious mind does not. So here's the, here's the key with it. It does, doesn't recognize the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And two, it doesn't recognize the word don't. It does not, it does not, whatever it's, it's like Google. So put in Google, don't something and whatever that something is, is going to come up. Right? <laughs> so, so you can say, don't, Show me Toronto Maple Leafs and <laughs> Google, right? Right. That, that that's like your that's like like your subconscious mind there, and therefore that's why I'm big on language for goaltenders, uh, in the sense of goalies and co- goalie coaches and coaches should not be allowed to say the word "you got scored on." Or the or the four letter word that you like to say, right? You let in a goal, right? You got <laughs> in a goal, or I got scored on. I let in a goal. I got lit up. Those are just wow negatives for the subconscious mind. So instead, we we can trick the subconscious mind by saying, "I made the save," or "I didn't make the save." Yeah, that was actually going to be my next question. So maybe you can dive into that. The four-letter word goal, and you consistently talk about imagery and, and specifically, you know, how much your language affects your subconscious mind. So would love for you to you know, dive into this idea of not saying the word goal and, and restructuring out of your mind. How should people approach that? Yeah, so, so instead of saying goal, say, I didn't make the save. Because that's actually tricking your subconscious mind. Because when you say, I didn't make the save, 
your subconscious mind still sees you making the save. Mm. So I, I, so just simply say I made the save or I didn't make the save. I stopped the puck. Mm. I didn't stop the puck. Plus also I like it too, because it also helps you take responsibility, which is going to make you a better goalie. And it's not playing, but it's like, I did or I didn't. I did stop the puck or I didn't stop the puck. Very black and white, right? I did stop Where did you come up with that? God. Or even when, I guess, is a better question. I'm just curious. I, I came up with that through... I saw a video of Carey Price after a game. And it was a playoff game and they, they lost... He didn't look happy. You know, the reporters were not being very kind. And two things in that video, I can send it to you. Uh, two things. One is they asked him about the what happened at the end of the game. And he goes, whatever he said, he goes, and then, then I didn't come up with the save. He goes, I just didn't make the save. Right? He didn't say I got scored on. He didn't say I let it in. He said I didn't make the save. So he actually took resp- – I think he was saying that to take responsibility. Right, right. I like just, he wasn't even thinking about it the way you were. It was the other side of it. Yeah, I think he was taking responsibility, right? And that's one of the things that makes Carey Price such a phenomenal human being and phenomenal goal. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then near the end of the interview, this reporter wasn't being very kind and says uh, – Carrie, Carrie, do you think you could have stopped that one? Right? Like, what a, what a thing to say, right? And uh, good thing he wasn't interviewing uh, whoever the uh, Columbus is. John Tortorella or something. John Tortorella, right? So, 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 so Carrie, and by, the, by that time, Carrie's had enough. He leaves the interview. He actually, he's walking out, and he kind of sticks his head back in there, and he goes, I believe I can make every save or something like that, or I think I can stop every puck. I feel I can stop every puck. He says so. Whatever he said, really good. Yeah, I, I kind of remember that a little bit. Um, do you remember the whole line or no? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't I don't remember exactly, but I all, all I can find it and send it to you. So you got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem. But I, I well on that note, I guess you know, considering bad games, you know, bad months, bad starts, you know, how exactly can people deal with slumps in order to to kind of weather them and transition back to peak form much quicker? I think that's what. NHL do, goalies do the best, right? Is whenever they're kind of down, they they just. And I actually had Peter uh, Peter DeBoer on the on the show, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, and he said, you know, the biggest thing with these NHL guys is like we know they're going to have bad nights, but the difference is is that their slumps are much much shorter. They know themselves and they know how to get themselves back to peak form much quicker. So with your guys, you know, what do you do when they're kind of slumping or having a? a how do you approach that? Well. When uh, uh, John Stevenson and I were doing our, our seminars in the summer, we had lots of unbelievable off-the-record discussions. And uh, one of the things he helped me phrase, and, and, and I, I utilize it today, is uh, a couple things that have to, that have to do with that. And I, I know that he had uh, um, gotten it from a learned, learned from another sports psychologist there. And it was... When, when athletes are not playing well, when they're in a slump, it's not that they're not focused. It's that they're focused on the wrong things. So they're, they're focused because you got to focus on something, but they're, they're, they're focused on the wrong things. 
And, you know, all of a sudden, once again, it goes back to that subconscious mind. Now they're, now they're, they're looking at Twitter or they're looking at the comments about them or they're looking at, uh, um, you look at Patrick Line when that, did you see that study they did on him for, uh, for playing Fortnite? No. Oh, oh, oh no, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> this is interesting. Just put it YouTube, <laughs> Patrick Line. So the more he played Fortnite, the more his stats and his production went down. Wow. I thought you were going to say the opposite, actually. No, no. So he was focused all right, but he was focused on Fortnite, right? And, and that is, by the way, that game, Fortnite, is not good for goaltenders or for athletes as far as the whole concentration goes. Wow, that is a bombshell, I'm sure, for everybody listening. Why don't you tell us why? Because the majority of a, a big portion of our audience is, is uh, I would say, majority, about 75%, four, uh, 14 to 24 years old. So, yeah. And I know a lot of people love that. So so explain to us why. Explain to them why. And a lot of other games, too. And I'm not just calling out Fortnite, but I mean, like, like uh, just playing those little video games all the time, being on your phone all the time. What it does, it, it takes you away from being in the moment. And now you're, you're, you're distracted. You're, you're doing more than one thing as opposed to when we go back to just brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth. Now there are some video games, which I think, which are, are fine to play. Not that much, but if you play an NHL, what's the latest one, 2020 or something like that. I don't know, whatever the latest NHL game oh, is. Yeah. Or any- you got to be coming out with 2021. I think 21 came out. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So if you're playing that, that could actually help you as far as reading the play goes, uh, the hockey sense a little right. bit, right? So that that's not that bad. But general games and, and video games and phones, stay off them as much as possible. Stay off mm-hmm. them as much as possible. It's just it's just going to distract you. Um, yeah, it goes back to what I was I mentioned earlier about the phones and the goldfish thing, right? Oh, totally, totally. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I, I guess coming back to, to what we were talking about, how do you approach kind of slumps with your guys and, and, you know, guys come to you like, Hey, I just can't figure it out. Like, what do you say to them? Well, and, and this is going to go back to uh, when John and I would have, we'd have these talks. Um, one of the, one of the scenarios that he used, which I loved, I love. So I use it with my, with my, the goalies now is uh, imagine that you're playing in a game and because a lot of times your focus is on the wrong stuff, right? Imagine you're playing in a game and it goes pitch black out there, but the game's still on, but it's pitch black. Mm. On your on your forehead, you have a flashlight, like the miners, like like the miners have when they go underground. Yeah. So you have a flashlight on the forehead of your mask, and that, that flashlight is super bright. You can just through your imagination, you can control how wide it is, how narrow it is, how bright it is. And you think of it, when you play, where do you want that flashlight? Where do you want all your thoughts and your energy? You want it on the puck and the play, Mm. right? It's going to get wider and narrower during different times during the game, but you want it on the puck and the play, right? You want to be able to track that puck. You want to know what is happening with the play. Mm. So I'll tell goalies, I go, "Does does it matter if it's one minute into the period? halfway through the game or there's three minutes left in the game is your job any different no it's exactly the same so what purpose does it serve to look up at the clock 
it serves no purpose at all. All it does is you think, imagine that flash. What happens when you move a flashlight or you can think of a magnifying glass. Actually, think of a magnifying glass and a flashlight. If you move it, it it's going to come out of focus. Mm-hmm. And then you got to focus. So now you got to move it back. And uh, a goalie that I work with who's in the Manitoba, the MGHL, Manitoba Junior Hockey League, they're not playing right now, but before the shutdown, uh, I think it was exhibition season, he had a phenomenal game, got a shutout, and which I don't think is a bad word, by the way, shutout. The, the, the challenge is that some of these goalies will go to the end. They'll, they'll, they'll picture themselves not in the moment. That, that's the only challenge it can bring. But anyways, so there's a few minutes left in the game, and he actually yeah. looks up at the clock. He looks up at the clock. There's like seven minutes left, and he's like, damn. Didn't look at the clock. But so, so he, to, he told me after, he's like, you know, I, I still got a shutout, yet my focus wasn't as much. I still had that image of the clock in my head. From, from looking at it, and so, mm-hmm. so getting getting back to your, your 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 question of what can they do to get out of slumps, that's one thing right there. Just yeah. focus on what you need to focus on. Be in the moment when you're when you're brushing your teeth. Get get off the video games. Get off the video games. Um, make sure you're getting a great sleep at night. Make sure you are hydrating well. You're getting good nutrition. And run your movie, run your visualization of where you're going every morning when you wake up, every night before you go to bed. I, I have a system on the Goalie Mindset Academy where when the goalies get up, they, they have affirmations they listen to. They have a visualization that they do. They, they work on their confidence. Uh, there's one or two other things they do. They're hype level. And then there's some, some stuff for mental health they do. If you're just doing that, and I always say, you know, it's a little things that are easy to do and easy not to do, which will make the difference between success or failure long term, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to do that in the morning, but it's easy not to do it. And and to me, the best do what the rest are not prepared to do. Yeah, yeah. They have this uh, this idea of the compound effect. Have you heard that before? Oh, yes. Yes. The compound effect with uh, Darren Hardy. Great. Yeah. Great. I love it. Read. I like it. That's an easy read book, too. I love it. Easy read for, for people out there. I, and honestly, having played like, uh, you know, minor pro all the way up to the ECHL now, you kind of see that, like, you know, the marginal difference at the pro level isn't necessarily like enormous, right? It's It really is when you get to that level, the little things, your margin of error needs to be so slim, right? And those details that being detail oriented, building that mindset over your career um, is really over the long term what allows you to excel and, and get ahead of guys, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, and that's going to make the biggest difference. Consistent. And, and, and I kind of want to dive into COVID a little bit because obviously everybody's a little, you know, uh, you know, a, a little struck here by everything that's happened. I can't believe hockey's not starting. You know, everything's going on. And, and, and I'm sure we're, fun, we're we're kind of settling into a period where a lot of people are like letting off the gas big time. So in terms of COVID, you know, what kind of mindset, you kind of mentioned it earlier in the conversation regarding, hey, this is an opportunity to get better. But but maybe you can detail like your advice to everybody during COVID, the mindset they should be having and what they should be doing at home to, to make sure they're ready to be successful um, when we kind of come out on the other side of all this. Yeah. So number one is I think the mentality during COVID is to have that mentality of this is a time where I can get an edge on goaltenders that are out there. Uh, mm. Number two is, is to have the mentality that I need to focus on the controllables. I can't I can't control 
if the ref makes a bad call, like if the government makes a bad call, uh, that's an uncontrollable, right? Right. There's no sense focusing on that whatsoever. It's not going to help. We're, 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 you know, you're not going to change things uh, as far as that goes there. Yet, I, I would put together a list of what are the things that I can do during COVID to work on my skills. So if, if, if they won't let me go on the ice, that, 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 that's an uncontrollable. What is a, what is a controllable is I, I can do the basketball study thing. I, I can visualize. I can visualize making glove saves every day. They can't stop me from doing that. What are two or three things that you recommend people do on top of that? Uh, visual. I would recommend uh, doing that. Uh, I recommend hopping on, uh, you know, podcasts like, like, like what you have here. I think it's great for goaltenders putting good stuff in their mind every single day. And because their, their mind is like, it's, it's like a garden. You think of it, if you, if you have a garden outside and you don't do anything with it, what's going to grow automatically without you doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. Weeds are going to grow. That's what happens to, 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 to people's minds. So, but if you want flowers, if you want vegetables, you got to plant good stuff in it. So, so do stuff like that. I recommend the, like the, if anyone's listening here, like the, the, the goalie mindset of cat, we, we have it set up where it it's, 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 it's no extra financial burden on families. You know, hockey is such an expensive sport. So we, yeah. we got it set up uh, that way there. So, so it's really, it's really good for them. Um, if, if they can do that, that's, well, that's going to make it, that'd make a massive difference for them. Uh, where, where can people head to go check that out? Um, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link after we'll, we'll you and I will, we'll figure something out where you can put it on your site. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. We'll, 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 okay. So everybody listening, I'll, uh, I'll get that, that link from Pete and it'll be in the show notes as well. If you yeah. want to go check out the 30 day program or maybe they send you an email or something to say, Hey, I'd like to try it out. And then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do something for him there. Yeah, sure. Anybody looking to try it out too. Yeah. Uh, you can either head to Pete and, and say you heard it on the goalie hacks podcast, or you can head to me, let me know. And, and, uh, I'll, I'll hook up with Pete and we'll get you started. How's that sound? Yeah, that, that's perfect. And then the other thing is do not watch the news. Like, and tell your parents that do not watch the news. Every word that is said forms a picture in your head. Remember oh, that, right? And the news, self-care. oh, the news is so super negative. Do not watch it. Stay away from it. Um, eat the proper foods, do some stuff to boost your immunity. And, you know, you'll, you'll be, you'll be super strong, right? Just, uh, yeah. Have you, uh, have you seen these things called, uh, concentration grids? Yes. Oh yeah. We do a lot of them in the, in the goalie mindset, uh, Academy. We have our own platform that we've developed. It's just in beta testing right now too. Very cool. Cool, man. Um, and then I guess finally, maybe you can share, like, obviously we've gone on for a long time here, but the conversation's great. That's where we're going with it. But maybe you can just share with, you know, with everybody, like your, your best two or three goalie hacks that you found whenever you implement with goalies, they, they very quickly experience more success and, and much better performance on the ice. Uh, th- three, or do we say three, three best goalie hacks? Yeah. You know, keep it small, two or three, two or three most important things that like you implement. Two or three quick ones. Okay. When you wake up in the morning, first thing, brush your teeth. Be in the moment when you brush your teeth. Make your bed and then add another habit. Those are habits and add another habit on. So those aren't the two things, but I'm just leading into it. So then then take some time to either do some affirmations or run the visualization of you playing in a game on a team that you want to play on in the future in a game that a lot of people say is a big game. 
and see yourself making save after save again and again, over and over, dominating out there. That mm-hmm. That's the first one. Do that every morning, every night before you go to bed. That'll... That's a, that, 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 that's a powerful one. That's a powerful mm-hmm. one. And then, yeah, the, the next thing is make sure it sounds simple. Make sure you're getting a good amount of sleep each night, like nine hours, 10 hours of sleep every night. Make sure you're hydrating well. You're having good nutrition and hop on. Yeah. Hop on these concentration games and stuff like that, that we do. It'll, uh, yeah, it'll help skyrocket you. Yeah, well, well, Pete, do you have any last words of advice for, for everyone listening that you feel passionate about sharing? Stop the puck. <laughs> Just joking. Every picture, every every word that is said forms a <clears throat> forms a picture in your head, right? So just stop the puck. You can do it. Believe in yourself. Like believe in yourself. Doesn't matter where you're at, it's where you're going that matters. It doesn't matter where you're at. I don't I don't care if you are a, you know, you're 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 playing in the National Hockey League right now and you're listening to this, or or if you're playing house hockey at the peewee level or, or juvenile or whatever. It's where are you going? What are you doing to get better and do it consistently? You focus on the compound effect, think big, believe in yourself. You know, there's going to be a lot of naysayers out there. Forget the naysayers, focus on what you can do, where, where you can go. That, that goaltender I was telling you about that, uh, had, uh, you know, never played a game of rep hockey, Walked on to Kelowna Rockets, didn't play, play until he was 14. Walked on to Kelowna Rockets training camp at 18 years old. Do you think of, there were 17 other goaltenders? I'll see if I can send you the article. Uh, there were 17 other goaltenders that were there at training camp. All had played junior A, major junior, uh, AAA, whatever. And this guy walks on and makes the team. Like, oh makes the team. I'm not saying that that's guaranteed to happen, but it started in the mind. Like, it started with that crystal clear pitcher and then just relentless work. Mm towards it right now jordan watt was his name you can see him on hockey db he's uh older doesn't play anymore but phenomenal story i'll never forget that yeah well uh well pete thank you so much uh for coming on the show buddy always loved i i i love personally diving into the mental side of the game it's it's been a big part of you know uh of my identity for a long time um and i just think it's really what makes or breaks goalies really when you're trying to make that transition to the next level so you know, I know today we'll just shed a ton of light on, on how to manage your emotions, how to, how to mentally approach the game to be successful, you know, how to, how to manipulate your subconscious to do better and ultimately how to set yourself up to make the transition to the next level much easier. But can you just let everybody know where they can get in touch with you online? Yeah, for sure. You can get in touch with me online. You could send me uh, an email. It's kind of long. Pete Fry, P-E-T-E-F-R-Y at GoalieMindsetTraining.com. You can probably just Google goalie mindset and you'll find some, some of my stuff there. That's probably the best. Um, you can send me a text. <laughs> 604. Uh, your number? Yeah, it doesn't matter. 604-351-7985. That's probably the simplest. Just send me a text. Say, hey, I was on Goalie Hacks. I heard your podcast and, and whatever you want to say after that. You can tell me to get lost, whatever it is. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> Uh, and then you got Instagram as well, no Twitter. Oh yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you bet. Instagram is what's my answer? I should know this stuff. Okay, Instagram is it goalie mindset? I think it's goalie mindset. Is yeah, it? yeah, I think it is goalie mindset. <laughs> yeah, and then Twitter, I think it's Pete Fry, something like that. I'm not on TikTok. My daughter, and my wife keep telling me to go on TikTok, but I'm just not. I'm sure. I'm assuming you're on TikTok. 
Uh, I, I goalie hacks. I'm not not personally, but goalie hacks has we have about we have over two thousand followers on TikTok, but we haven't posted in a while. We just have a footprint there. It's sort of uh, the younger, you know, the younger generation is uh, is kind of on that right now. But we'll we'll see how hard we hit it. <laughs> love it, love it. Love yeah, yeah. So go check out P Fry, the goalie mindset guy. All the links will be available in the show notes for uh, people to check out. And him and his goalies have experienced just massive amount of success since since Pete started his programs, and um, he, he's just been a, an amazing contributor to the goalie community and. And all this hard work truly does not go unnoticed. So maybe somewhere down the road, we'll have you back on the show, man, if that's something that interests you. I would love, love to be on again. That'd be phenomenal. Well, right on, man. I'm grateful for you coming on. You, you good luck as, uh, as everything uh, moves forward here and gets underway. Take care, stay safe, and we'll chat soon, man. Th- th- thanks, Mike. Keep up the great work. Way to inspire goaltenders all across the world. That is outstanding. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Yep, you too. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, guys. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have tons of amazing guests lined up ready to come onto the show in the next few months. And make sure to tune in next week and every Tuesday from now on at 8 a.m. As next week, I have Rob Liddell, one of the most well-known leaders in the online goalie community, uh, coming on the show. And I'm super pumped to have him come on. And, and you know, he's just a salt-of-the-earth guy, man. And we dive into what separates elite goaltenders from everyone else at each level from the NHL down his personal coaching philosophy and how it's changed the past few years, what exactly kids should be focusing on at home to help them get ready to transition to the next level. So make sure to tune back next week to our two-hour special, uh, one of our longest ones yet, but man, was it just a supernatural conversation. You guys are going to love the content, so you aren't going to want to miss this one. Make sure to tune back next week. Without further ado, here are the giveaway details for our monthly giveaway we do for the Goalie Hacks podcast and Just as a note here, if you enter into this giveaway, even if you don't win, uh, we select four winners a month, and and that includes books, uh, different products, training products, uh, NeuroTracker subscriptions. We give away all sorts of things. We pick four people a month, and even if you don't win uh, one month, you're always entered into uh, the, the the future giveaway. So to enter the giveaway... If you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, just take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. Get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you guys enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next week.